of college football NFL week four on the rookie big board I'm your host Matt Hicks the FF educator it is a big episode because we have a 2023 rookie big board update we're going to be talking about four trends and takeaways from the 2023 class I've also updated my Devi rankings and I'm going to give you 10 risers through the Devi ranks and Back by popular demand, we're going to do week five Devi Watch. So I'm going to go through the week five college football slate and give you everything you need to watch from a Devi perspective. It's going to be an all college focused episode this week, but as always, plenty of impact as it translates over to the NFL side of things. So let's start here with the 2023 rankings update. I'm not going to sit here and talk through all 87 rookies that I have ranked guys that I'm projecting to be in the 2023 class. That's not what I'm going to do. But if you want to go ahead and check out those rankings, as always, you can head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. You can get access to my rookie Devi dynasty rankings. All these ratings, by the way, translate across Devi and dynasty values available for just $3 a month. Patreon.com slash rookie big board. Here's the big takeaway. It's going to be a return of the running back. Bijan Robinson, I do expect to be the 101 even in super flex leagues, and I'm not knocking the quarterbacks at the top necessarily. We'll get to the quarterbacks here. But even past Bijan Robinson, who I do expect to be the 101, there is a real good shot that three more running backs at least end up with first round ADP. That's Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. That's Zach Evans out of Mississippi. And I am now projecting Sean Tucker out of Syracuse to have a first-round ADP as well. I'm willing to be honest, and I was lower on Sean Tucker than I think consensus in the offseason. I have changed my tune. I am in on Sean Tucker. I currently have him ranked 10th on the rookie big board. I currently have him at a rating of 8.0, which projects him to be a league winner, a consistent starter, and that's going to land in solid running back two territory with running back one upside. So between those four running backs, that gives a lot of strong guys at the top. Now, moving down the board a little bit here and talking about the depth at the position. In the second round, I have Zach Charbonnet. He's currently running back five for me. That is going to be above consensus. Folks know I've been higher on Zach Charbonnet, 6'1", 220. Power back, former five-star guy out of UCLA. I really like Sharb. And I have him as a mid-second round pick right now. I also have Tank Bigsby coming off the board in the second round of rookie draft. 6-0, 208 out of Auburn. I think he's somebody who's going to end up a better pro necessarily than he will a college player. I'm still a fan of Eric Gray, who I think has a back-end shot of capturing day two NFL draft capital now. We've seen Kenny McIntosh from Georgia flash. Devin Achain is going to end up with second round, or I'm sorry, day two draft capital because of his speed. 
all of those players have the ability to also push into the second round. I think a chain especially will end up a second round pick. Blake Corum out of Michigan, 5'8", 200, has looked very, very productive. Is coming off of a huge week for the Wolverines. So I'm not going to keep going down the board here, but I've just listed off a bevy of players that are going to contribute to a strong running back class. Now, the wide receivers. They've kind of filled in the last year or two with a little bit less running back action than we'd prefer. But... I want to temper expectations a good bit. I like the wide receivers. There's a lot of talent at the wide receivers, but I think we've gotten a little spoiled here with wide receiver production over the past couple years. I'm a big fan of Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's fourth on the rookie big board still. He's been holding that spot as wide receiver one. I have no questions about Jackson Smith and Jigba being a valuable player, being a top five rookie ADP guy and somebody who's only going to get better through his first couple years in the NFL. Where I do have questions is with this next tier of wide receivers. It seems to be a lot of question marks still in terms of who's going to be wide receiver two. And I think it's going to end up a situation where there's not going to be a clear wide receiver two. And folks are going to kind of pick their guy that they like. And it's going to toss ADP all around, which I am very comfortable with. I have no problem with that. I talk about this all the time on the Rookie Big Board. I love when there's not consensus ADP, right? Because when there's chaos, there's value. And we know how to pick through that value in the Rookie Big Board. But the names that you're going to hear in that next tier of guys, Jordan Addison, I bumped him up. He's now five overall on the Rookie Big Board. He's just behind Jackson Smith and Jigba. I have questions about his tape, but he's looked better at USC. He's looked like he has the ability to separate better at USC. And that high production, I think, is really helping him secure first-round draft capital. Kayshawn Boutte out of LSU. He has really struggled this season, and he is sliding down the rookie big board. I think he's sliding down in the eyes of NFL scouts. So I have him down to seven overall on the rookie big board. But it wouldn't shock me if Kayshawn Boutte ends up being a really controversial guy, picked more in the back end of the first round. Josh Downs and Jermaine Burton are also in the first round for me still. Josh Downs, very productive guy. There's going to be questions around his size. There's going to be questions around his versatility in an NFL scheme. Nonetheless, he's going to be a favorite of the analytics community. I'm 11 overall on the rookie big board. And Jermaine Burton has not yet broken out for Alabama, but I'm doubling down on my preseason take for Jermaine Burton. I'm holding strong here. I do think 112 feels bullish compared to consensus right now. But I think Burton's really talented and he has the ability to still capture that first round ADP. So those are guys probably fighting in that in that close second tier. We'll call it 2A. But let's not write off other guys. Parker Washington out of Penn State, I think, will capture top 50 draft capital. I think he's got a big chance to push up and kind of be that fringe first, second round wide receiver guy that's produced so much value over the last couple of years. Right? Think T. Higgins, think Michael Pittman, not in terms of play style, but just in terms of that value point. The top of the second round is a huge value point. Cedric Tillman at a Tennessee is rising up and up in the eyes of the NFL draft community. I'm still really high on Jaden Hazelwood out of Arkansas. Rakeem Jarrett is going to test super athletically. Quinton Johnston out of TCU has not produced at all. We're going to get more into that later, but... He's still going to go to the combine. He's going to be super athletic. I haven't even mentioned Zay Flowers. I haven't even mentioned Dante Dimas Jr. And I haven't even mentioned a big riser in Jalen McMillan. 
So a lot of depth. It's going to be a deep wide receiver group. It's going to be a group that you're going to be happy with taking guys in the second and third. But I do think it's going to start to get a little bit controversial as to who exactly is worth a top five rookie pick from the wide receiver position and who's worth a first round rookie pick in general. Now, it's a similar story right now with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and then the rest of the quarterback class. And that's where I'm at with them. Bryce Young currently second on the rookie big board, Superflex rankings. C.J. Stroud just behind him. Um, we're talking an 8-4 to an 8-3. If you're a patron, you know what that means. If not, it's very close. Both high projection. think they have the ability to, to develop into quarterback ones in the NFL for fantasy football purposes. But past that, the next highest ranked guy I have is Tyler Van Dyke at 13. And I'm not convinced. I think Tyler Van Dyke right now still needs to take a big step forward to be considered a first-round pick in this year's NFL draft. I think he can do that still, but it has not been the best start for Van Dyke or Miami overall. And then down at 19, so back end of the second round, I have Will Levis. I think consensus probably has him closer to the top end of the second round, but I'm not quite there yet. On him, I might get there. I, I could get there. Anthony Richardson I have down at 20, primarily because I do expect Anthony Richardson to end up in the 2024 draft. Down at 25, I have Hendon Hooker, who I am a fan of and who is going to make a strong push for the Heisman. Could really help his NFL draft candidacy, but at the end of the day, he's going to enter the draft at 25 years old, and that could hurt his NFL draft capital. So Hendon Hooker at 25, and then we start to get into Spencer Rattler at 28. You know, down Tanner McKee at 37, Devin Leary at 38. So there's a lot of question marks, and I think... At this point in time, I feel comfortable projecting a clear drop-off past those first two quarterbacks. So those are the big trends, you know, based on the rankings adjustments. And like I said, if you want to see the full rankings, you can head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. But it's going to be the return of the value of the running back. There's going to be a lot of debate in the second tier of wide receivers. There's going to be a steep drop-off from the top two quarterbacks to the rest of the group, at least at this point in time. Here's the bottom line. Here's the motto. This isn't a trend. This isn't a takeaway. This is a mantra at the rookie big board. Trade for second round picks. I hope you got that out of what I was describing. A ton of value will be in the second round. Now is the time that Dynasty Fantasy Football, Debbie Fantasy Football managers are going to get uh, a little antsy. They're going to want to secure depth in their roster. Injuries are going to be happening. Contenders are going to start treating second-round picks less and less valuable as they get more and more urgent to secure win-now pieces. Flip those win-now pieces. Take advantage of those second-round picks. Devi Big Board update just dropped, and I'm excited to talk about 10 risers from it. You know, I try to make a point not to update my Devi rankings too often because I do think in Devi we overreact to player value, and I think that is misleading in a lot of ways. But early season, I feel confident making some adjustments after the first four weeks of college football. That feels like a pretty good sample size. Now, a big riser here is Marvin Harrison Jr. Currently, the Devi big board now lists 2020 four in 2025 eligible players. So I've moved all of the 2023 players to only the, the, the 2023 rookie big board, right? 
It's because they're that's the rookie. That's this upcoming class. So when I'm talking about my overall rankings right now, I'm only talking about current sophomores and freshmen. And next time I give an update, because it is coming soon to the Devi Big Board, I will include next year's freshmen into that process. So current high schoolers, right? But for now, it's current sophomores. That's the class of 2024. And freshmen, class of 2025. Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver for Ohio State, is one of the biggest risers. He is up to third overall. Super productive here. He's the top wide receiver on the board. I got to tell you, you know, I was somebody who I did not know who to pick out of the Ohio State wide receiver room. And as a result, I was lower than consensus with Marvin Harrison Jr. And sometimes in Devi, the best thing we can do is a quick pivot. We don't have to hold on to our takes. Marvin Harrison Jr. is productive. He's 6'3", 202. We're looking at a projected future first round selection in the NFL draft. And I think he's going to be a future top five rookie selection as well. Brock Brock Bowers, try that one again. The tight end out of Georgia was already high on a lot of radars. But I tweeted out a clip of him running. Yes, a rushing attempt for 75-yard touchdown against Kent State. And just based off of the reactions that I got to that video, I bumped Brock Bowers up in the way that people perceive him, right? So I'm not saying I bumped him up in my rankings based on replies, but people in fantasy football are thirsty for a productive tight end. And Brock Bowers has moved up to seven overall on the Devi big board right now. That's very high for a tight end. All right. I rarely rank tight ends that high, but he is a freak athlete for his size. He has great hands. He has versatility. And I do think he's looking at future NFL draft first round selection status. Nicholas Singleton, class of 2025. So the first 2025 guy I've mentioned here, Nicholas Singleton, we may have to wait, but that does not bother me. I'm getting in on him now. He's eighth overall on the rookie big board or on the Devi big board. Sorry, 60210. I'm a big fan of what we've seen from him early. Raheem Sanders, 2024 eligible, 6'2", 225 out of Arkansas. He took a big leap. He was in the 20s. He's up to 12. Now, I want to point out here, I'm kind of running through some of these guys, and they're, you know, you may not be familiar with all of them, but as always with Devi, right, just soak it in. Just soak in the names. I'll repeat the important ones over time. So don't feel like this is too much information just being thrown at you. Soak it in here if you're newer to Devi, and you're going to pick up on some trends with these names over time. Drake May, quarterback for North Carolina, up to 18 on the rookie big board, or on the Devi big board, I apologize. 6'5", 220. 18 may be too low on Drake May, quite frankly, but I've recently tweaked my rankings formula a little bit because I found myself to be overall too high and too eager on quarterbacks that end up getting picked to pieces in the NFL draft selection process, so... Drake May at 18 may look a little uh, sheepish, but I do think that is a good place to have him in. How about Quinshawn Judkins? All right, that is a true freshman class of 2025 for Mississippi, 5'11", 200. Zach Evans went down, uh, left the week four matchup early, and Judkins just took over. He's popped in short action, unlimited action, I should say. And in this Mississippi offense, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity to shine over the next couple of years. So I'm excited about Quinshawn Judkins running back from Mississippi. How about another 2025 running back, Jaden Ott of Cal? 
Yes, I'm talking about a Cal running back up to 25 on the Devi Big Board. Class of 2025, 60196 has looked phenomenal early season. And if you're picking up on a trend, I'm excited about these running backs in the 2025 class. How about Relique Brown running back for USC? Relique Brown has looked explosive. He's looked uh, he's really popped consistently, 5'8", 185. I think he's going to be a big piece of this Lincoln Riley USC offense here over the next couple of years. We've only seen some flashes of Drew Alar, the 2025 quarterback, true freshman quarterback for Penn State, but I really like the limited sample size. He had a great profile coming out, so he is somebody who's popped early season as well. And how about Trevor Etienne, up to 28 current freshman running back for University of Florida Gators. Hasn't been overly impressive in terms of production, but he's gotten on the field early, and that's an indicator I look for. High recruiting profile, getting on the field early with a new coaching staff. Clearly, they have some plans to to utilize Trevor Etienne, who, yes, is the younger brother of Jacksonville Jaguars running back Travis Etienne. So there are 10 risers here to my recently updated Devi Big Board rankings. Week four was such a freaking fun slate. I got to tell you, I enjoyed every bit of it. My fandom was there with Tennessee. The DFS action did not disappoint. Doubled my money in DFS. We did pretty good betting the games. And just as a lover of college football, just sitting back and soaking up some huge games, some huge performances. It was such a fun week. I'm excited for week five. I hope it brings that same action. Another one I'm going to be able to sit and soak in most of the slate. Excited to chop it up with folks in the game day chatter chat in the Discord. But let's talk through this week five Devi watch. I got good feedback on this, so I decided to roll it back out. We're going to go throughout the entire slate, mid, uh, midday, so noon to midnight. All right, talking through the best games to watch from a Devi fantasy football lens. Let's start here with the noon slate, and I'm going to go back to what I call the TV game versus the iPad game. So the TV game is the main one. It's the one you put up on the big TV, and the iPad game is the one on this side. Maybe you're clicking around a little bit to flip back and forth through some different offenses. But let's start with the TV game here for the noon slate. It's Kentucky at Mississippi on ESPN for Kentucky. This is going to be a game where I really get to hone in on Will Levis. And that's what I'm excited about because I mentioned Will Levis is somebody who I could see myself rising up more on. Against Mississippi, this is a really good opportunity. Undefeated team, both sides. Neither one have had, well, Kentucky's had a test with Florida. This is going to be the first real test here with Ole Miss. It's going to be a really interesting one to see. So it's Will Levis. Also pay attention to Tavion Robinson, wide receiver special teams guy for Kentucky. He could potentially work his way in as a speedster, athletic type guy at the next level. And then the Mississippi side of the ball has a lot of guys to watch. Jackson Dart. I caught a little bit of Jackson Dart throwing the ball against, oh man, it was a, a lower level power five, or I'm sorry, group of five team that Mississippi played last week. But I saw Jackson Dart drop a dime as I was clicking around. So that got me intrigued. I said, you know, I got to hone in on him next week. And this Kentucky game gives me a good opportunity to do that. Michael Trigg, who was a Debbie Darling after he transferred from USC, and now he's plugged into Lane Kiffin's offense, but 
Haven't really seen all of that much out of Michael Trigg compared to what we expected from spring ball, so maybe this could be a breakout game for him when they really need him against a tough Kentucky defense. And then the pair of running backs, I referenced one earlier, Quinshawn Judkins, will be heavily in rotation even if Zach Evans is back and healthy. I do expect him to be. Well, I shouldn't say I, I expect him to be. What I'm hearing and seeing and reading, I have no insider information, is that Zach Evans will be back and healthy and ready to play next week. But even if he's not, you could really hone in on Quinchon Judkins. If he is healthy, you get to watch both. How about the iPad game? It's Oklahoma versus TCU. The TCU side of the ball here is will uh, Quinton Johnston become a thing? Highly hyped up. Coming off of summer scouting, I didn't see it. I didn't get it. It seemed like a lot of folks were making excuses. They were banking on the offense flipping around. I see the athleticism. I see the developmental upside, but we're going to need to see some serious production from Johnston before we continue to push this narrative that he's a first-round prospect. Maybe he ends up there, but right now, I'm not seeing it. And I realize I've been mentioning Oklahoma a good amount of times here on these previews, but... They find themselves in these good matchups. So it's Marvin Mims, it's Eric Gray, it's Dylan Gabriel. We rinse and repeat. Those are the guys that we want to watch for Oklahoma. 3.30 slate. Let's move through the afternoon. Alabama at Arkansas. This is going to be a good one, folks. All right, this is a good Arkansas team back at it. And part of the reason is because KJ Jefferson seems legit. But this is going to be the test. If KJ Jefferson comes out this week and balls out, his Devi stock will be through the ceiling. So we're going to be watching him dual threat type guy here. Big arm. I saw that arm on display last week. I really like that. Rocket Sanders. We talked about him at length. And I like Jaden Hazelwood as well. The wide receiver, former five-star guy. Now, I realized I haven't actually talked about Alabama all too much on the Devi preview. So, Wanted to make sure they got their shout out here. Bryce Young should be on full display. And I'm projecting a Jermaine Burton breakout game. I referenced him earlier. I'm still holding on to him as a potential first round rookie pick in next year's class. The Arkansas defensive backs are shallow. All right. They're running on backups. Injuries have piled up. It wasn't a strong group to begin with. So I want to see Bryce Young on full display. I want to see Jermaine Burton with a couple tutties. And of course, you'll never be bored watching Jameer Gibbs catch passes out of the backfield or run it on the ground. So lots of potential there from the Alabama side of the ball. And how about Iowa State at Kansas? That is on ESPN2. Forgot to mention the TV game, uh, Alabama at Arkansas. You should have known. That's 3.30, and that's an SEC matchup, so it's on CBS, of course. iPad game, Iowa State at Kansas, ESPN2. How about red-hot Jalen Daniels? Jalen Daniels has been an incredible early-season story. A dual-threat running back with a big arm. He had his passing game on full display this last week as Kansas beat Duke to advance to 4-0. Folks, we weren't sure if Kansas would have four wins alone in the whole season, let alone maybe the next couple years combined, and here they are 4-0. And Jalen Daniels is a huge part of that. He has the ability to really rise on the NFL draft scene, especially if he can go and hold up against Iowa State. That's a tough defense relative to the Big 12. And watch for Devin Neal, the running back as well. Devin Neal is featured absolutely on the Devi Big Board as a 2024 running back as well. So certainly a popular guy 
uh, rising up the ranks. He's 29 on the Debbie Big Board right now. On the other side, uh, Xavier Hutchinson is a day three wide receiver to watch for. Not overly athletic, but he's always been really consistent. So kind of a deeper guy to look at in the 2023 class. And then a little bit less so, but still definitely worth paying attention to, is Hunter Deckers, the new quarterback for Iowa State. Uh, it's looked, you know, so-so to start the season. And Jaleel Brock, this will be an opportunity for Jaleel Brock to really stand out at this position. The Iowa State running back has been a pipeline of sorts to the NFL the last couple of years. Remember David Montgomery? And then it turned over to Brees Hall. So can Jareel Brock be this next guy? I mean, so far, hasn't looked like that, but certainly not ruling it out. Advancing to the late slate here, that's 7 o'clock. Clemson at North Carolina State. That one's going to be on ABC. DJ Uolungulele looks a lot more confident as a passer. I loved what I saw from him in terms of his aggressiveness, his willing to throw the ball in a rope. All right, put more behind it. Look more confident commanding the Clemson offense. So I'm not saying DJU is back to, you know, his place at the top of the Devi community, but let's let's hone in. You know, I tweeted out earlier this season after the week one game that we were on Cade Klubnik watch. I don't think we are anymore. Not right now, at least. DJU looks like he's back in command. Will Shipley looks really good, the running back for Clemson at the beginning of the season. Bo Collins has flashed, the wide receiver. And Jake Brinningstool, uh, the tight end, looks has looked good as well. So a lot of guys to watch on that Clemson offense once again. Once again, we can be excited about watching the Tigers offense. NC State, not as many Devi guys to hone in on. You know, you certainly have Devin Leary. I mentioned him a little bit earlier as a depth quarterback. I do think Devin Leary could potentially get day two draft capital. He will get drafted next year. It might be early day three. So somebody to pay attention to as a deeper guy, especially in Superflex leagues. Cheating a little bit here because it's... My iPad game is the 5.30 game, so it's in between the 3.30 slate and the late slate, but I wanted to talk about it. It's Cal versus Washington State on the Pac-12 network. Cal is featuring Jaden Ott, who I talked about earlier. And then Washington State, I have Cam Ward. Cam Ward is still a projection developmental type uh, quarterback uh, in the 2024 class transfer from Incarnate Word. And he's looked really explosive. He's shown off some good arm strength. He's shown off playmaking ability. But definitely somebody who's going to need some time to really uh, catch up to playing, you know, a, a natural transition from Incarnate Word to Washington State, right? So that's going to be a really interesting matchup. And then I have to throw one more in here. I call it the sicko slate for folks who are going to stay up and watch Oregon versus Stanford, which is an 11 p.m. kickoff. An 11 p.m. kickoff. It's on Fox Sports 1. You could watch Oregon running back Marquise Irving, who's looked really good. Who's looked really good early season. And then on the Stanford side of the ball, it's Tanner McKee, who has struggled. But I know uh, NFL draft front offices like his intangibles. And then EJ Smith, the dynamic running back, has really popped early season as well. So there you go. There's your Week 5 Devi watching schedule as well as Debbie rankings, as well as 2023 rookie big board rankings. Listen, folks, the downloads are coming. Folks are tuning in. Folks are getting excited about the 2023 class. They want to hear Debbie. I appreciate you checking out this episode, and I'd appreciate you supporting the show, whether that's heading on to patreon.com slash rookie big board, getting in on the action, whether that's subscribing, whether that is leaving a five-star review, maybe a rating, 
All of that would be fantastic. As always, I appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board. (laughs) 